0: Hello and welcome to Subject ACT with me, Hedda Murray. Subject ACT brings you stories from your local Canberra community and beyond, stories with a global dimension. It's Australian Pollinator Week this week until the 15th of November 2020, and there's plenty of buzz. Food security, for one, is becoming a critical issue worldwide as pollinators, including bees, are in massive decline. With me via Zoom is Julie Armstrong from Act for Bees to talk about this, plus some new and imaginative solutions that are being offered locally. Welcome, Julie.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. I would actually just like to start with acknowledging um, the traditional custodians of the ACT, um, the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Garrigo people, upon which the ACT Act for Bees meets and works, and really be grateful for the care and connection to country for generations and generations.
0: Thanks for doing that, Julie. We've got a lot of ground to cover, so I'll jump straight into the first issue. Just what is our level of dependency on bees and other pollinators?
1: Well, bees and other pollinators, which includes, uh, of course, we always think of bees as honeybees, but actually... Um, there are over 20,000 species of native bees in the world. Mm -hmm. And Australia has around 2,000 species. Actually, in Canberra, we have uh, over 100 species have been found um, in the Botanic Gardens. So there are many bees, but there are also butterflies and flies and all these different and beetles and, and also flying foxes. Some mammals can be pollinators and birds as well. So when we look at pollinators they're keystone species and that means that they're really important for not only our food but food for biodiversity and ecosystem health so in terms of contribution to agriculture apparently it's 14.2 billion dollars oh wow um, just rely on pollination services so apparently one in every three bites but when you start looking at also Nuts and also meat that basically, when you're looking at grazing animals, those clovers and lucerne actually need pollinators to create seed for the next generation. So, you know, we, we can say one in every three bites, but actually, when we look at our everyday food, the most nutritional food that's got the highest, you know, vitamins and minerals in is dependent on pollinators. Um, it actually is a huge amount. And then we've got, you know, money generated from, from hive services around $100 million. There really isn't much (laughs) when you take away pollinators.
0: Last bushfire season was pretty terrifying on so many levels. What impact did it have on our bees and other pollinators?
1: Ah, Look, it was absolutely huge. And I think really when you look at 12 million hectares and loss of forest being burnt over such a huge area of Australia, the loss of biodiversity was just... In the trillions, but apparently there was around six million hectares of forest lost, and according to estimates, apparently six thousand bee colonies, and fifty thousand were lost due to smoke damage. Now, those are honeybees. When we look at our native pollinators, our native bees, they're solitary. Many of them live in the earth. We we possibly have lost species that have not even been discovered. So. It's actually really the long-term effect of loss of food that is really those those insects were really not counted in the, the immense numbers that were lost in the bushfires.
0: Julie, there's been quite a lot of land clearance and development going on here in Canberra, but ACT for Bees has been very active in making Canberra a bee and pollinator-friendly city, hasn't it?
1: Yes, yes, it's been, um, we started in 2014 and uh, it's been such a journey for us that we really started out looking at the, the bee-harming pesticides and neonicotinoids that were being banned in Europe and then we thought, oh, we need to find out more about that. And and then the journey has taken us to working with Gin and dairy, the development in West Belconan, and we went to them uh, asking if they could plant pollinator corridors within the development, because it's a development over 40 years for 11,000 houses. And it's right on a very vulnerable area, you know, the Murrumbidgee River, and that is really the the area of, you know, greatest biodiversity, particularly uh, where there's water. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, we can only use the ACT government urban planting list. And so Mm -hmm. we went to the ACT government and said, could we please add more information into this planting list, which included flowering times, the nectar pollen seed,roy resources, the type of food that, that biodiversity would be looking for, and the type of species, whether it's bees, you know, honeybees or beetles or butterflies, birds, and threatened migratory species of birds and small mammals' habitat. And it, it's been accepted. And so... Now it's so much easier for developers actually to plant for year-round flowering. And this is what we really need. Cities can be places to, um, to really support biodiversity because there's so many different species of, of plants that are growing.
0: Act for Bees has successfully reached out to loads of organisations, political groups and individuals across Canberra and have even drawn the attention of celebrities like Costa Georgiadis. From ABC's Gardening Australia, all of this attention has helped elevate the profile of bees and pollinators locally, nationally, and even internationally. I asked Julie about one very local initiative in Hall Village, where they've developed a bee-friendly community charter.
1: Really, it's been wonderful working with the village of Hall, and and that really is the um, the Hall Honeys and their members um, of the. Hall Rotary, again, you know, really um, amazing group of people, really appreciate working with them. And they decided that Hall could be a wonderful place to be a bee-friendly village and they created a bee hotel, the the Hall Men's Shed, created a bee hotel for every household in Hall um, and then distributed five um, native plants and then made a sign and basically most. Most of the village took it up, and so they've also got a whole lot of bee hotels in the local park as well. So they're really planted up, and they applied for a grant to plant up the main street too, with a lot more forage for the bees. Mm. And there's obviously um, a good contingent of beekeepers out there too. So it's really um, part of the raising awareness, not only in our community but um, around the world, of the importance of bees and pollinators and and local native bees as well, Mm. and really how important it is for us to stop using pesticides for the sake of not only forages but also water and soil quality and finding alternatives to pesticides and creating a good habitat for them, leaving spots which are untouched because many of these native bees are actually ground-dwelling and and solitary they don't live in big colonies like the honeybees and the hotels can be you know great ways of just getting to know what's in your garden
0: often the key to change julie comes from education and when you combine that with young people it's a powerful mix so let's talk about the act for bees program love food love bees what's that all about
1: well we um, we actually uh, went to Cool Australia. We really wanted to find a curriculum writer who was keen to work, you know, on the importance of pollinators. We started with Love Food, Love Bees, the year five six curriculum. And we've just been so excited to hear how well it is. And it's really the the Cool Australia, C O O L, they make wonderful curriculums that really are about curious you know what is it that you had Brexit that was to do with bees and then looking really in depth about pollination and threats to bees and all the different parts and then going into taking action so they always have a taking action and then the love um, year five six had done so well we thought we really need to look at food security and sustainability of agricultural systems because one of the leading drivers of climate change is is the way that our food is produced And so then we focused on year 910 curriculum and it's really about giving students a sense that their change is happening, particularly teenagers. Uh, They're facing a very challenging future, challenges right now. And it's looking at Australian farmers that have actually made the shift to more regenerative organic agriculture. Um, So these stories are actually happening. And also we've done Love Food, Love Seeds for early learning. So When you teach a child something or or raise awareness, they go home and they do it, whereas sometimes you can talk to the adults and and the shift is much more slow. So we've been so excited. It's reached over, you know, 300,000 students. Wow, that's Um, incredible. That's so encouraging. It is. It's wonderful. And we've just, you know, we've just heard such positive feedback from, from teachers about how it's affected their students these resources are actually free to download anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've actually heard that there are you know, people in Turkey who are using them, that there are people in Africa using them. So oh, fabulous. it's really going beyond Australia, even though it's not may not be aligned with their curriculum. It's been used by students going to study agriculture who didn't learn about bees and pollination at school.
0: Um, mm. Julie, what are simple steps that we can take to create change?
1: For us, it's planting for bees. So planting for pollinators for year-round flowering. Natives are really the best if you can. And also, of course, wherever you can, alternatives to pesticides, do companion planting. I also just wanted to talk about food in the capital Mm -hmm. um, is having an event. There's three events, but there's one coming up on November the 17th in Canberra. And it's, it's the first sustainable food event for Canberra and the surrounding region. And it's about changing, looking at sustainability of food, business of food and the future of food. And it's a great conference. It's on November the 17th, but also March 2021 and then November 2021. So our ticket will get you entry to the three events. It's online as well. And there's over 95 speakers from around the world.
0: And we'll put a link to that conference on our Facebook page. Thanks, Julie, Mm. for taking time out to talk with us today about this really critical issue. And if you're interested in. Thank you very much, (laughs) Heather. That's quite all right. It's been great. And if you're interested in downloading the free Love Food, Love Bees teaching package, or you just want to find out more about Australian Pollinators Week, just jump onto the Act for Bees website because it's all there. And we'll include a link on our Subject to ACT Facebook page. I'm Heather Murray for Subject ACT.
1: You're listening to 2XX FM.